going on, guys? Welcome to the Essential Scares Podcast, the only show that dares to ask the question, is it essential? I am your host, Corbin, and with me today, as always, is Bobby. I got a cold! <laughs> and Alan. I don't! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have got quite a show coming at you today. We are closing out the month of musical horror with one of the ultimate cult classics, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. But before we get into it, Bobby has a spoiler warning. I do. This will serve as your first one and only spoiler warning for the cult classic, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. If you don't want this movie spoiled for you, skip to the time code provided in the description for our essential spoiler-free discussion. The Rocky Horror Picture Show takes the bold and creative stance that sex between consenting adults is good. Alan. <laughs> so, this movie, alright, uh, to say the plot meanders a bit is kind of a, I don't know, um, we start with a wedding. And then an engagement. And then a couple gets lost, scared in the woods. And they find themselves in an old castle where they run into uh, a whole host of characters that show them pleasures they never knew they wanted. And horrors they never expected to see in their life. Who could have ever experienced thought that this was actually a prequel to Hellraiser? <laughs> Honestly. I, honest, I, you know what? I didn't I didn't think it was, but here we are. You know, the way the movie ends, you know, the box just shows up. It's fucking wild, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Man, so I'm just going to kick it off. I'm going to jump yeah. off of what Bobby said. So, and it's some additional background in case you haven't been listening the last few weeks. This was my first time watching this movie. I had seen bits and pieces of it over the years. Of course. Uh, and in fact, I know I've seen the beginning portion several times because when I was started watching the movie, I had, did have to think, wait, have I seen this whole movie? I, no, I haven't. But I had probably seen the first 20 minutes before. Probably seen and up through the time warp. I believe so. <laughs> I Let me tell you, I don't know what I thought this movie was about, <laughs> but... Not this. <laughs> this movie is. I don't. I don't know. What, I think Alan is gone. I don't I'm know here. what you do. Oh, your video. What off. happened to your camera? I have no <laughs> idea. It just turned off. Turn on camera. Uh, here we are. We're back. Okay. It was wrong. Twenty-seven twelve for me. So we're there. back. It's fine. Uh. Okay. So this this movie is so much more sexual than i thought it was going to be and like i said i don't know what i thought it was about but what i didn't think it it was about was sex above everything else every single <laughs> plot point of this movie is about sex it's all about sex and i was shocked honestly especially like when my primary <laughs> cultural experience with this movie is the time warp as a halloween playlist song and it turns out that this is just like a raucous sex film i i was shocked <laughs> so is, is it so, fair to say that this is probably the most shocked you've been watching a movie for the show so far by like a huge maybe maybe it, it's the movie that was the least like my expectations which i don't know yeah. at this point i couldn't even tell you what i expected <laughs> but it was, certainly wasn't what i got <laughs> 
Um, yeah, uh, I'll say that. I'll say this. Uh, this is not my first time watching this movie. Although it is my first time watching it in a way where this movie could in any way, shape, or form make sense. I've watched this only in theaters, and if any of you have watched this in theaters, you know that audience participation is very, very much encouraged um, and uh, makes the movie that is, um, let's let, let's say, hard to follow, intentionally so, yeah. almost impossible to follow. So <laughs> it was very confusing, and so so I, I understand. I knew what the plot points of this movie were, but I didn't know how they connected, and now I'm just starting to realize that the connection point was, hey, sex is cool. You should probably be having that with people. <laughs> and the, and the re- every connecting scene is just a yeah. sexual. <laughs> yeah, and and hey, hey, you know what? Sincerely, good on him. I'm all about it. I'm big. I'm big about yeah. that. For the record, I had I didn't have any problems with the movie. I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> I mean, they they hammer it on pretty thick there too. I mean, and it it kind of yeah, probably, I, I assume it probably baited this is you a sexy a bit too. movie because like you watch this film and like it kind of like. It starts like a pretty like normal horror film in a weird way. Oh, you gotta it you does. got this like you know. Oh, there's a little song. Damn it, Janet! Great song. Great, great starting track. Incredible, way, incredible music. opener. So good. Incredible opener. But then you have the classic driving in a dark, scary road. It's 1975, so we don't have the world's knowledge in our pockets. You know, when they say, "Yeah, we probably took a wrong turn at that at that Y," they really did, and like. It starts off like such a classic horror movie, and then it just, the hard turn that it takes, the moment that they get into that castle, is just, it's amazing. Like, Well, and that's the thing, right? For the main characters, Janet and Brad, right? It still kind of is. Almost the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, it still is a scary movie for them the whole time. And imagine being like, the type of people Janet and Brad were. There's a reason why this movie is count as part of a counterculture, is because like even today, like like this movie is it's it's incredibly sexy. Like I like I like I like, and I I don't mean that in like a <laughs> but like I mean that like as the adjective sexy. It is a very sexy movie. Yeah, like, it's a sexy sexual movie about sex. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> like, if you were ever going I, yeah, to use all aspects of the phrase, this movie right. defines it to a T. Yeah. And of course, and we've we've we haven't said his name yet, but we have to. Tim Curry, absolutely as the sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> it's, I love the play on that, by the way, at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go he, 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 transsexual in the galaxy, Transylvania. Okay. Like, oh my god, like... <laughs> It was funny in the beginning, just as like a little song, and then when they brought that, it's like the whole movie just got that much sillier. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it's a it's a thing that I was expecting, and they do kind of throw it every so often at you, but like 
again, imagine watching that movie being surrounded by people screaming obscenities because that's what they do. They're just cursing at this movie the entire time. It's just like, <laughs> you're a slut, fucker in the butt. It's just like, it's just a lot of that. Time. It's funny and it works. I promise it does. I am not, I am not, it's not for me, but I am not shitting on people who, who participate in the, right? And so I'm just sitting there as a quiet 16 year old with my very conservative girlfriend and her brother who is very into it. Right, and just just sitting there, just like, haha! I, I thought we were watching a movie, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then at the end, it's like they were aliens the whole time. What is what? <laughs> Did I miss something along the way? I, no, you didn't. I was, re- no, I was no, really trying to listen. Yeah. <laughs> is that so, how we brought that mummy back to life? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> honestly, that would make more sense. Um, no, they brought why, they brought they, they brought that mu- the mummy into a golden god. I don't know. <laughs> Why not because be he was guy? hot that's why that's yeah. right he was hot and he was he was crazy with the power of gay <laughs> i mean the rainbow's right there you, you literally i'm saying it, uh, it, it, yeah. it is it, they yep. could not smack you in the harder in the face <laughs> they could not mushroom stab that metaphor harder if they could and it's fine and we love it we love it folks i am all about it so bobby i have uh, a question for you yes have you seen the room in a theater I have. Okay, what's more distracting, saw... the room in a theater or Rocky Horror in a theater? I'm biased because I saw the room with friends first, like privately ah. with friends first, and then we went to a showing. They're both funny in very different ways. Um, I will say that the room... This movie... Okay. So this movie, it, the... the, the um, the nonsensicalness feels intentional here. I watched this gotcha. movie and it felt like it's felt dreamy. The room is decidedly not that. It was somebody yeah. who, although recently with something like Rawhead Rex, I am not sure if that is exactly accurate. Um, because <laughs> like, I, I I still have no idea at this point of time. I'm telling you, is... I, I I think the room is oddly genius. You think? You, I think. You think it's, I, dude, do you think it's do you think it's intentionally genius? I do think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, okay. Um but so and because the room is often like it, I've just, it's just I've weird. just seen too many genuinely bad films by this point to not think so. It's too yeah. bad. It's too bad. <laughs> it's, that's right. like there's too many decisions got, made that it's like Well the pro the problem is yeah. either he was the only guy in on it, right? Where, yeah, and I think that that's very possible <laughs> because because the way the way that people d- discuss and talk about it, it seems like he was out to make a good movie. But like, if Tommy was so is a secret genius, who like then that's that's fucking awesome. I don't think he is, but so so like the room is confusing. I'll say I'll take the I'll take the bold stance and say it on accident. So this movie is not so. Yeah, I mean this, there this is, movie's there very is this, intentional. Very yeah, there is a structure of a plot here that you're supposed to just miss. Yeah. And the fact that like I was assuming that I wasn't I wasn't just missing it. I was just not hearing things because people were screaming things. That made it more confusing for me. Again, that. I'm 16. I've never seen this movie before. I I I've got a girl I've, I like people in that movie, they, they go to your comfort level. So, but like people are hanging off one another because again, this movie and the and this group, they it, it it just 
there's just a lot of people dressed up in costume, dressed up in drag. It's a very countercultural. It's very, very inclusive of the LGBTQ community. And, um, you know, that made people around me, and probably because I was 16 and grew up in Manhattan myself with some ingrained homophobia there, a little bit uncomfortable. Now that I, like, again, seeing it now, I probably I probably would love this more than The Room because I think I like this movie a fuck ton. Like, I, I, I did not like this movie before I watched it privately by myself, and now that I've watched it, I was like, now, now I want to go... I want to go to a theater. I want to do it again. <laughs> See, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Is like, so my first two, I think, times I saw this movie were both with girlfriends while I was in high school, and I didn't watch much of the movie. So while I can say that this was not technically my first viewing, it was effectively my first viewing of actually paying attention to what the hell was happening. Uh, and... I absolutely would love to see what a theater experiences a theater experience is like for this. I don't know that I would like it as much. We were talking in the pre-show a little bit. I hate when people talk in movies in a theater like a whole lot. I if I'm like going into the theater and knowing that is going to happen here, it's just a mm -hmm. part of the thing. I can probably square that away and just deal yeah. with it. But I think that's different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I also feel like... Like Corbin knows going into a movie with me, if we're sitting side by side, I'm going to go, that was really bad. fucking right a bunch of times. <laughs> like, and that's just going to be it. And and because Corbin typically gets mad at people. He's never once been mad at me for that. I don't know why that is. I don't know why I'm special, but... I don't know. It's about <laughs> expectations, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so um, You know what I'm about to do. I have so, a question for y'all. Okay. Yeah. What what was your favorite just like sequence within the film? What what was like the one the one sequence you're like, okay, this is just this this really takes this this film to just a different level for me. Um okay. So there's a lot of parts of this movie that I quite enjoyed. I I really liked it. I'll just say it, you know, we're 15 minutes in. I really liked this movie. Um this is a comedy, horror, horror comedy musical, you know? And I wasn't, like, laughing out loud, really, when I was watching it, up until a certain point, about an hour and, like, six minutes into the movie, uh, when, I forget what his name is, the doctor on the wheelchair comes in, and, like, the six characters are just, like, looking at each other and saying each other's <laughs> names, like, over and over and over again, and I'm, like, busting out laughing. I could not believe... How the movie went from, like, enjoyably amusing to just so funny all of a sudden. And then kind of, like, right back down to it. I was like, so that movie, that that moment caught me so off guard. And I was just in love with it. Uh, from... That <laughs> so sequence. I, I, have to, I have to say that that part. <laughs> that sequence is so goddamn good. It felt like it, out of, it was out of, like, Airplane or something. Ex yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's, I think... They just keep going with it. Like, you... It's after, so long, yeah. <laughs> you, you go, like, it ha certainly, this has to stop. And then, like, two yeah. more rotations happen. Yeah. It's like that, um... I, I was watching a, a video from, like, some comedian. He was talking about this. He was like, sometimes it's really, really funny when a joke is, like, long and it's funny. And then it's, like, not funny anymore. And then it's extra funny because you just keep doing it. And yeah. this, this joke gets to that point. It was... I I was dying. That's like a <laughs> solid three minutes of just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. Um, 
I think I like the pool scene at the end. Okay. Oh, I like that a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just like this idea of them just like letting go and just mm-hmm. actually like he fight like because like you see Frankenfurter as like he's me- or they are meant to be. I think he's meant to be the antagonist, and um, it becomes very clear that that that's not the case and that it's riff raff and uh yeah. not columbia columbia is the one that dies uh riff raff and the other lady uh i liked columbia more she was way more fun uh mm-hmm. but um it it's just it's i don't know i like it a lot it was it like and then the i'm coming home like that like like tim curry fucking steals it with that so i have an assignment that made me that. i felt i felt something and i don't always like in a movie that is like this kind of just like again i wasn't expecting to feel with my mind dick i was only expecting to feel with my wiener dick <laughs> and then you felt with both and it was really weird yeah. and hot um yeah. so i have two things first off on the idea of i'm coming home so maggie and i watched this movie together and she said whenever tim curry dies they're gonna that's gonna be a scene that's shown whenever the man passes now, what made that extra funny is before we started the film, Maggie asked me, she's like, oh, isn't Tim Curry dead? And I start laughing hysterically at her. And the reason I did is his birthday just passed. It was like two or three days ago from time of recording. And on Twitter, this man posts, so in the next coming days, there's inevitably going to be a bunch of posts about my <laughs> death. It is not true. I'm still alive. And I, it was just one of those things where like the stars aligned for me to have a perfect moment of comedy that Maggie just yeah. unintentionally threw down the plate to me. It's really good. Um, my favorite sequence in the film, though, is when Frankenfurter goes and has sex with both Brad and Jim. Oh my god, I yeah. Because, like... <laughs> should I? <laughs> no, should I? To both of them? It yeah. was really funny the first time he said it, and then when he said it again to like, Brad, it's I was the like, idea oh of god. dragging the joke out. And I said this again in the pre-show to Bobby, that sequence to me is the most musical theater I think we have had this whole month. Where, like, the idea of the way it's shot... Where it's ambiguous, yeah. it's it's more obscured. It's the exact same lines that Frankenfurter says to the set to both characters. Like it, that scene feels like theater, in in the most like unique way, and it just yeah. it it's also just hilarious. The idea of him just like one unleashing uh, Janet's inner uh, 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 sexual person, and then Brad finding out. He's into dudes a little bit. Good for Brad, you know? Accept yourself, Brad. Yeah. It's okay. You be you. Even though you can't walk in heels very well. True. He's a baby gay. I get it. It is what it is. A gay egg? Is that is that another one? that Because that, that, he's still kind of in the closet by the end of it? I've never heard uh, that I, term before. That yeah, does, does you. <laughs> yeah, hey, 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 listen. As as a podcast of three straight white passing males, none of us know anything about queer culture, <laughs> even though some of us might know a little bit about queer culture. Not yeah. enough. Uh, but yeah, no, I love that scene as well because it's very funny and it's very, very, it, it's kind of an encapsulating scene yeah. of the movie. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just good. We're just going to fuck and everything is going to be okay. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. For the most it part. did to kind of turn around after that point. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, it, I don't know. The, the, it's just that I think, right, I think we do have to talk about, like, 
this it's this movie's social importance right because Absolutely. we've mentioned it a couple of times but we we and i've kind of brought it in but but i think it's important right because this movie it like this movie does not feel like a horror movie but this movie is inc- you know obviously like you know this might this it's, might spoiler it, some it's of our, part yeah. of it's part of horror culture though that's what i'm saying not, yeah i mean it, it is like yeah this might and... spoil the the the, the, the non-spoil spoiler essential <laughs> cast but yeah maybe <laughs> had, but this 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 movie has a on on you know like alternative culture but like horror culture specifically yeah it has a lot of impact on it yeah, and sure. um and i mean the aesthetic is all there like it's also like a lot of what makes it funny like the passive humor is all sort of making fun of like horror hammer and other stuff yeah. that was like very popular at the time um so i absolutely i mean yeah the movie isn't really scary like up front at any point but it's like it's clearly there at the same yeah. time yeah and i think that it's really really cool how they do that and like because i think it also begins to allow um it almost forces people who are um maybe more conservative because a lot of horror movies at the time were like morality plays about like sex Mm -hmm. and like don't do it and be pure and chaste and things like that even though that wasn't always the intention right you talk to john carpenter he doesn't say that that was his intention and a lot of the guys who thought it was were making porn on the side so clearly they they didn't buy into their own messaging but like it it allowed for paved way for this to be openly transgressive right to have a character who is either a drag queen or a trans person themselves if you want depending on how you want to interpret frankenfurter right um i think that's kind of the beauty though is the fact that that frankenfurter can i i think what makes him such an iconic character in that media is there is, is there's really there's really no label for exactly for he yeah. he just is and you know what no, I, I agree he's exactly from the moment that man walks in and you see him in his his coat and he takes yeah. off and it's this is my this is how i am deal with it and yeah. and i think it's that also like how he like is sitting on basically his throne with his like cronies around him like that scene is just such a big middle finger to like American yeah. traditional values, which is effectively Brad and Janet, like that's what they they are standing for, um, yeah. and just it's so in your face and unapologetic that it's like this is great. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and, and even going back to the scene, right? Like going back to that, right? Janet says, "I was saving myself," but she's very easily swayed because she really did want to have sex. Like, you promise you won't tell Brad? Like, obviously, yeah. that's something she wants, right? And the same thing with like, like. Brad definitely wants to bang Frankenfurter. You see it throughout the entirety of the movie where he is confused, but like very, very, there's very clear one-sided sexual tension between Brad and Frankenfurter. Because even when Frankenfurter blows Brad, there is really no, like, he's just like, I'm doing it because I want to, baby. Like, it's very like, because <laughs> yeah. nobody can stop me. Like, there's like that very, so like there is, and I, I think again, it goes, I'm, I'm going to rehash this again. I, I'm realizing I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, I think it does speak to like, this allowed in a really big way. This is another step that allowed more transgressive stuff to come into horror, and that's what horror is good about. Is like it can be, tr- it's transgressive and a really cool. I'm not saying it's the yeah. only thing that did it, but it's one of the <clears throat> things that did it. I mean, I think that's one of the the truths about horror in general, though, is that like as much as frequently as it is a morality play on like normal traditional values, yeah. there is as frequently very very progressive things going on i mean even in 
morality plays like you have things that were at the time relatively progressive like a lot of slashers are morality plays but the main characters are all female and like that was actually a big deal at the time and like yeah there's like little little things that are kind of always there and i think that i agree that this this movie kind of just amps it all the way up (laughs) but well again you think about it right oh yeah go for it so do you think on on the topic of this as a horror movie because like Mm -hmm. we watch this now Mm -hmm. and of course it's horror adjacent i would never deny that i mean frankly the most horror this movie gets is when frankenfurter goes and kills meatloaf that's like i love that yeah it's it's again it was a mercy killing the the sharp turns that this movie takes like you have this crazy upbeat music scene and then a man just gets murdered like pretty and then he finishes his song after it's fine and then and then a woman just like blood curdling screams of like like it has that horror there but my my point Mm -hmm. here is like do you think maybe in 1975 this was more viewed in a horror sense because of just how like flagrant it would have been I wouldn't say that way, cause I do because I don't think that that's the case. I guess I'm I thinking would say America's more homophobic in 1975. I mean, they we it, were it, well, but that's di- that's different when it that's a different yeah, kind of horror. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, well, this movie bomb this movie bombed because of homophobia. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But like, also keep in mind, you know, right? Gay rights and gay liberation started in the 70s and the 80s, right? So like, there is a like this was the beginning of a movement, right? So there was there was more it, people were more out and about um stonewall i think happened before this movie came out etc etc i don't i don't know the date that this movie came out but that's neither here nor there um but no um i what makes this movie scary to me now that i've watched it privately is just the dreamlike quality of it Mm -hmm. like like have you ever been in a dream that's not quite a nightmare yeah it feels a lot like this like you can't Stuff really follow what's going on. Yeah, like, things like, are I progressing had, around you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I I had a dream last night, right? Sincerely, this, and I'm I'm just gonna give you a dream, and it all made sense to me while it was happening. But like, when you think of it, it's like, what the fuck? Like, where I was like swimming, I was in like a swimming triathlon, but they had, but like there were little bits of current that were like that were like speed things in like Mario Kart. So I was racing this guy, and the other guy was starting to drown. And so we got into this thing, and it was a tunnel that was essentially like a hallway, right? And I pulled him up and like, hey, just take your time, whatever you need to. Don't worry, I'm just going to go ahead because I got to win. And I fucking paddled, and I, I opened up a I, – I, it led out to a gymnasium where it was Chris Rock and Kevin Hart were lifting weights. They were like, this is the next part of your test. And then I woke up, right? And all of it cohesively fell together – Right. But when I speak to it out loud, it's nonsense. And it's and it was like there were some really intense moments of like legitimate, like uncomfortability and fear in my subconscious mind while I was experiencing that dream that happens in this. It's like there there are moments where it's like, Jesus, I am. I am left at with at at unease here. Like, well, and also like like every single on that (coughs) token, right? Every single sequence in this movie, like it, they are horror sequences, right? Every single one of them, and they're just presented either as like more like sexual to amp it up, or like they've got a slightly different message, or oh, it's but it's funny, right? But like, you know, Alan mentioned it, you know, the uh, the classic like dark dark haunted house on the side of the road. Uh, they resurrect, you know, a monster from the dead. Random guy kills random people. Like, 
uh the entire sequence with like the medusa machine like they like these things are they like if Eddie. presented <laughs> yeah exactly cannibalism these things are if presented differently this movie is horrifying it is a house of horrors and i think that's what makes it like if you think about it for just a little bit like under the surface it, it's actually a very scary movie <laughs> but it's never it would, presented it would, as scary <laughs> it would be scary if it wasn't so damn sexy and the music uh, right? wasn't like, so damn I mean, good honestly, yeah. oh yeah imagine this story without the music it's much more unsettling immediately like this yeah. like the music really puts this movie in a different place yeah. so frank and fr- frank and yeah. Compared to the other musicals that we've watched, where the music is like yeah. integral for a different reason, like Frankenfurter changes Frederica. the genre here. Yeah. Frankenfurter goes goes uh, from uh, from from hot sexy icon to Jeffrey Dahmer really fucking fast. Oh, if yeah. you think about it, like oh, if yeah. like if this is not like I've put together the ultimate boy for me to like or the ultimate <laughs> yep. man for me to have sex with, right? Yeah. Well, and just add a few more of those like exactly. intense <laughs> shots on Tim Curry's face. Which, by the way, those are horror, but you don't... It's it's horror that your mind goes, this is okay. Like, as you watch it happen. Right. You know it's scary, <laughs> but you're like, but it's fine. His his facial acting in this oh, is yeah. out of this world good. Like, every time they zoom in on this dude's face, it's he, he's just doing so much with the tiniest little movements. It's... it's, it's ugh. I could he's gush. such a... He's so charming. That's the he's thing. Yes. Yeah. Like he's just so fucking charming in this movie. Where you're just like, man, like you said, if this was any other guy, I don't know if I'd like this. But man, I like this Frankenfurter. I I do. I, do I love him? Right. Like it's like. <laughs> <laughs> what would the, i do if he yeah, came to me yeah. <laughs> would, would i let him blow me yeah. i don't think the answer is exactly no right like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the gang I'm... confronts their bisexuality yeah. <laughs> oh my god i just because... started watching that the other day <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> just a good total it's, it's, yeah side, yeah but... <laughs> that is that is an only sony in philadelphia reference for those of us who yeah. do not know I did. Uh, anyway. I, apparently we all did, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um well you know what? I actually am ready to rate this bad boy if we I think would like I to rate too. this movie. Yeah. So how do we rate these bad boys, Corbin? We rate bad boys on a scale of zero to five with half points allowed. So scores like two, three point five, four, these are all allowed. Um Kicking it off, Alan, how about you? I'm going to come out strong. It's a five. I'm just not going to mince words. It's it's a five. <laughs> uh, I love this movie. I loved every second of this movie. This movie, I think, is important for a lot of different reasons we've talked about. And it is simultaneously hilarious while oddly scary I kept bopping my foot and bopping, bopping my head constantly because this, this like pure 70s rock and roll soundtrack is playing the entire time. I don't think any of the songs were a dud in any, like every single one works. It's, yeah. it just has everything you really want in a film while also being very important to wider audiences too, so... It's a five. Like I'm, I, I, I'm not. I'm, yeah. 
Bobby. There you go. Me? You. Ooh. Um, I, I guess without further anticipation, I will also give this movie a five out of five. Um, I wasn't expecting to like this movie as much as I did. Like I said, my past experiences, um, made me lukewarm on this movie. Um, but now having watched it privately and alone, not only has it warmed me up to this movie, uh, by a large margin, I get a five out of five. It's also made me want to go see it again in theaters because I feel like the experience will be fun for me now, yeah. <laughs> now that I, now that I kind of get it right. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's a five out of five. It's a it's a really, really good movie. And like Alan said, it's really important. It is the longest for even take out all of like the the safe space for um, for people who are different out of it. It is the longest running movie to consecutively be in theaters, even in limited releases. Hmm. Yeah. So like, well, it's just been in the theaters for the last 50 years. Yeah. (laughs) It's never left theaters. There's always been theaters that that run concurrent movies that run this weekly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's really good. You should watch it. It deserves it deserves that title. There you go. Don't spoil the next bit, Bobby. Well, I've already yeah. He's already yeah. We had, we yeah. had a whole sec- segment in <laughs> yeah, yeah. spoiling it. Um, I will go ahead and stack right on with you with a five out of five. Um, I went into this movie thinking maybe it'll probably be a four. I kind of thought to myself, oh, this movie is really well regarded. It's probably like a four at the worst. And then while watching it, I gave it, brought it up to at least a 4.5. And then I was like, okay, so what was bad about it that I wouldn't just give it the five? And of course I couldn't think of anything. So I'm giving it the five. I absolutely loved it. Um, Everything that you guys already said, I don't have that much more to add. What I will say is that kind of stacking on to what Bobby said about seeing it in the theater, there's a theater near me that does these like every Saturday night at like 10 p.m. or something. It was a theater I went to. Okay, there you go. (laughs) And I always I never understood what the purpose of that was. I was always like, why of all the movies, why do they run this movie every single week without fail every single Saturday night? Like, don't, isn't there something else to put on Saturday night? And I knew that it was like a big party, like a whole thing, a cultural thing. I just didn't never got it after watching it. Like, I, th- I feel like I understand now. And I also feel like I understand why this movie translates to that type of experience. Like this movie is kind of like, yeah there's a lot of ways that you can watch this movie and i think they all work um so for that yeah five out of five you know what just before we get into the uh the essential part of the discussion yeah i do want to say one last thing about this movie that can be a part of the the spoiler free part but isn't essential uh this movie makes me want to give uh phantasm another chance Mm. That okay. like just the way the way that this movie is kind of structured made me want to get what makes me want to give Phantasm another chance because I know I should like that movie but I I didn't the one time I, I mean, watched it so we need to cover that for the show at some point yeah yeah absolutely yeah but yeah um so now that we've discussed that this movie is a rousing fifteen out of fifteen a perfect score uh the question becomes a perfect movie but an essential one I'm gonna start with Corbin because he went last first. And uh, is the Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. a classic? Oh, well, it's absolutely classic. But is it essential? <laughs> um, 
I feel like if you listened to, to the whole show up to this point, surely you could predict our answers by now. <laughs> <laughs> if you skipped ahead, <laughs> what I'll say is, is this movie essential? Yes, absolutely. I think that it is an essential part of movie culture at that time. I think that it cross it like merges genres in a beautiful way between horror, comedy, and musical. I think that out of all the movies that we watched, it uses music in one of the most interesting ways because the music actually elevates the film into a different genre and not a different genre just because there is music, but the music actually like serves like a separate purpose. And I think that it is like layering the art on top of it. Um, this movie is a odd, sexual, horrifying dreamscape of a film and it's absolutely essential <laughs> put that on the box <laughs> <laughs> an odd oh, sexual horrifying Hor- landscape <laughs> that's absolutely um, essential yeah um, yeah sure I'll go yeah. next Um, yeah this movie is um important mm-hmm. Um, not only to uh, countercultural history, not only to queer history, but sincerely to American film history and to horror movies as a whole. So, of course, this movie is is essential. It it's also really good. So, like, there's yeah, that as well, right? Good. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, so it it's both things. And in in all honesty, right? Yes, it. I want to add one word to Corbin's uh, stinger. There, it is a hilarious sexual, horrifying dreamscape. Yeah, full of it is full hilarious. of yeah. <laughs> full of songs and dances, and and and, and, and uh, that has um, kind of held its way into the cultural zeitgeist in a way that is really that it's just still there, right? Um, as mentioned, right, like. Corbin has a theater close to his house that I've been to for this. If you listen to the spoiler cast, I saw this movie a lot in high school um, and did not like it then love it now. Um, uh, And like it, it, there is a subculture that is dedicated to this movie that cannot be overlooked. And it is, it is, you know, it's a fandom in and of its own. And the fact that it's a subgenre is also really important. Um, Yeah, absolutely essential. Alan. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> simply put yes um to even extrapolate more on like the importance of this film it's even in the library of congress because it's deemed like culturally important like i know that that's not necessarily like the best bar to deem what is like highbrow art for example but i think when something that is this abundantly counterculture is even recognized by a government is kind of cool in a really weird way uh, it's it's got everything you need. Watch it. Y- you you can probably you can one find it somewhere relatively cheaply to watch. Two, there's probably a theater near you playing it, or a drive-in. I almost guarantee you, you can find this at any just about any drive-in in the summer is going to have Rocky Horror play at some point during the season. So go watch it. It's great. Absolutely essential. Hell yeah. So that's a full essential. Five out of five, 15 out of 15, yeah. decidedly and exclusively essential. Is this the first joins, one that got a... everything? No. no. But it's, there's a, like, this is our 45th movie that we've covered. And I think there's been like f- a, five or less because, you know, like, 
I know that we did also spoilers for our previous episodes, but Texas Chainsaw was one of them. We gave oh, that shocking. Episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first one. That, oh, I think Midnight Mass we may have also, that's or if not, right. very close. Um, but that also sure had the benefit of being twelve hours long. So, well, that's true. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that it, it's definitely less than five though. It's a very small number, um, but it deserves it. It deserves it absolutely but hey speaking of at the drive-in uh what have you guys been up to where can we find you i've been sick but you can find me on twitch.tv slash the red weenie uh, i did not stream last week um for those of you who did not notice the vada's I, I don't even know if it's still up there i accidentally and i mean accidentally because <laughs> uh str- streamed for about 24 hours which uh oh, yeah. was which was 22 <laughs> hours too long and uh, i ran up the my my home internet data bill to a point to a point of we cannot we cannot risk um i do not want to spend extra money to have to for, for me to stream in front of you know the That's people amazing. I stream in front of. You stream. And, you, uh, you use so much data. You actually uh, got close to yep, the I data that. cap. That's hilarious. Yep. Oh, yep. So if you I want funny you hijinks you know, like that, uploading t- t- yeah. 1080p yeah. video for yeah. 24 hours. So 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 if you uh, if you want hilarious content like that, uh, feel free to follow me on Twitch. My relevant socials are there, as well as a link to our uh, our Discord. Although it still does say. Uh, a different name, PGP. That was a that was the name of an old version of this podcast. Um, that was in the before times while we were still setting this up. It's where a lot of our practice episodes come from. So, uh, yeah, that's you can so find funny. me there. Uh, that's just so funny. <laughs> no, no, it was an art piece, just displaying the changing of the day. You see, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's very avant-garde. Oh you man, be- uh, you can find me anywhere at Corbangerang. I have been uh, kind of a lot of the same stuff as usual. I've been trying to read a lot. Alan has got a question, I think, for me. What happened to your like painting stuff there, bud? I haven't seen. I have been painting anywhere. Yeah, that's true. I have. I have not been posting, but I have been painting. I Um, see it. Picture it didn't happen. That's yeah. I'll pop. I'll pop a pickup tonight. If you're listening to this episode. There's a picture on my Instagram, probably, and or my Twitter of some Black Templars that I put painted the other day. Um, Don't believe them. Don't believe them. I, I, I'm guaranteeing it. Yeah. You have to believe me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've also been playing uh, Destiny and I've been playing Halo again. Uh, Halo Infinite Season 2 starts uh, next week. I'm very excited, and so I've been playing Halo Infinite again. Um, I need to do that. And I have been listening to because i'm like really really hooked on warhammer in general the horus heresy i'm working through that 54 book series i have finished the first three books and i'm an hour into the fourth <laughs> has the quality uh, so we'll see dipped where yet. we go from here uh i heard that happens after the fourth book the first four books are like actually back to back and then after that it's like 50 books of like pseudo anthology where there's like mini series like broken up into the 50 so you don't really read the next 50 in order you just like pick the ones you want but the first four have been pretty good so far nice yeah uh alan where can we find you well you can find me at a seal punter just about anywhere uh where you can see me tweet and it's pictures of like lifting and disc golf because that's all i do with my life um 
Maggie and I did watch Gerald's Game, the Netflix uh, uh, movie of the classic Stephen King novel. Uh, it was very fun. Uh, I genuinely recommend it. It's it's a pretty solid flick. Um, I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn because I can't escape open world games no matter how hard I try. Um, go from one to another. Uh, didn't you start playing Horizon Forbidden West? That's what I meant to say. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. The second one. Yep. The Unbelievable. Second one. Unbelievable. Know, completely unacceptable. I did actually boot up uh, Zero Dawn like two weeks ago, and then I went and played Elden Ring instead because that was my life. Yeah, that is true. You need to stop, man. No, I don't. This That's why he bought amazing. Forbidden West. This is actually true. Forbidden West was it? He bought just to distract himself from playing another eighty hours of Elden Ring. I would have done <laughs> like it it's too. Done. You've done, you did it. But I want the you platinum don't, again, Bobby. I you don't even two. like PvP. You don't even like PvP. I do like what, PvP. Are you, uh, what are you talking about? I've never, you've never once talked about PvP. Well, it's because I've, I've been wrapped into the, the getting through the game itself. You see, now do you, do you see how he lies? Do you see how he lies? Because now he has something he he must. Yep. Yeah. This is unacceptable. Corbin, <laughs> Alan <can> Trophy we... <laughs> Chaser. I've got <laughs> yeah. three platinums now. Three I know, and I love it. Like ninety nine percent of another. Sekiro's Platinum sucks. The last trophy, you have to get every skill, and it's a pain in the neck. You know, you know what doesn't suck? Following, Finding following us the anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us anywhere at Essential Scarce. We are active on Twitter and other socials like Instagram and Facebook. Um, and uh, all of our social media has a link to our uh, link tree, which includes a link to our discord um and following us and joining our discord would actually be really really great for this current month because coming up in the month of may our theme is fan suggestions that's right only you can decide what movie we watch (laughs) so please send us a dm on twitter insta facebook hit us up on discord whatever your preferred method is if you have a movie that you want us to to watch or a tv show if it's like six episodes or less <laughs> um <laughs> we will be happy to do that let us know and uh if we get more than four suggestions we'll do it randomly so <laughs> yeah. um and who knows but, we might even turn it into two months we'll see what fucking happens you know yeah I'm not, I mean, if we uh, get overloaded with huh. it i mean we'll just keep going <laughs> um but with that uh that's it for this week thank you to everybody for listening and for watching um thank you so much for uh to alan and bobby for being on the show um next week kicking off our month of uh, fan suggestions we're going to be watching blood diner i'm really hoping for the best on this one it looks hilarious <laughs> Thanks, if you've Ed. ever seen blood diner and uh you weren't the one that suggested it let us know what you think of this movie <laughs> and if you were the one to suggest it Shoot me a text. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I've been your host, Corbin, and this has been Essential Scares. What's the time warp again, baby? <laughs>